The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. This is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perrot columns for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with Greenstone Resources, ASX code GSR or Golf Sierra Romeo. Trading at 3.5 cents for a market cap of about 32 million. Now I know I always say this, but I think we've got an interesting one today because under uh, the leadership of the uh, managing director, Chris Hansen and uh, Glenn Poole, the technical director and chief geologist, they've uh, approaching the uh, historic Burbanks Gold Project, which is about nine kilometres southeast of Coolgardie, with a bit of a different approach, um, systematic exploration, looking for more high-grade gold at depth, and with a bit of luck, we'll uh, be hoping to do a repeat of, say, the Bellevue story, which we're all well aware of. So with that, we won't mess around, get stuck straight into it. G'day, Glenn. Thanks for your time today. Hey, Barry. Thanks for having us on. Good. Now, Glenn, um, you're well known in the industry, but for those who don't know you, it'd be great if you could just give us a bit of a professional background on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I came over the last mining boom and got a job with the, the big Australian um, from New Zealand and spent a couple of years there where iron ore didn't really take my fancy, so made a shift to underground gold with uh, Barrick when they were still operating in this part of the world. Um, a few years of that led me to make a jump up to a little junior sort of gold miner come explorer called Northern Star in right. 2012 mm-hmm. and uh, spent a bulk of my sort of formative years um, at their Paulson's gold mine helping uh, turn Northern Star into, I guess, the company it's become today. Mm. Um, various iterations through different gold projects through Plutonic and then uh, more recently Kandana running those Kalgoorlie ops and then a brief stint into the exploration space with its Firefly, um, which came to a, a fruitful end late last year, and then this opportunity landed on on my doorstep, and it's just one I couldn't turn down. Right, okay. Now, the company's got this uh, high-grade Burbanks gold project, as I said, uh, near Coolgardie. Ka- uh, um, some sil- similarities there about Paulson's. Paulson's, of course, was considered a clapped-out mine when Northern Star took it over in 2011, 2012. And it was the springboard for everything they did uh, afterwards, really. Essentially, take an unloved asset and uh, explore at depth, um, make it, uh, put in some underground drives and get going. Uh, what's the what's the history to Burbanks and what's your overall strategy taking it forward? Yeah, so Burbanks has been sitting in, in the portfolio of this company for, for the last 20 years. Um, the previous focus has been on the Cobalt Nickel Project, Mount Thirsty. And it hasn't really garnered the same attention, like you said, an, an unloved asset that's been sitting in the portfolio, even through all the, the recent gold price movements. So um, the shift for me towards the gold made sense that the gold space is going gangbusters right now. It's close to infrastructure. We've got a sealed road right to our front gate. You know, we, we run off off power lines, not off a generator. So the exploration done here was was incremental at best and still very, very shallow. So various times throughout history they have uh, mined here done quite well but just never really given it a chance to to fly and only drilled sort of six months ahead of themselves so seeing the tenure that that they held 
it sort of made sense that gold doesn't come from the top, it comes from below. And uh, as, as we saw at Paulson's, you just need to drill it and, and it will be there. Mm. And uh, Burbank's uh, has a patchy uh, production history, but as you said, it's tended to be a, a bit of stop-start over the years. Um, but I think it's still, what, produced more than 420,000 ounces at better than 10 grams a tonne from the from the upper 140 metres? Yeah, that's right. So the, the old timers sort of pre-World War I um, did a bit of uh, mining down to about 250 metres. Again, that was all rail cart and sort of hand haulage. So um, the modern mining was WMC in pre-60s. Again, the war doesn't lend well to miners. So mm-hmm. they, they did quite well there as well. But again, since then, there hasn't really been a strong focus and the production has been incremental where small patches of resources have been sold off for intermediate cash flow, keeps lights on, drills a bit more, but never actually anything meaningful at depth or to, to demonstrate the scale of the deposit that we do have at Burbanks. Right. And it does have a, a resource at the moment, 1.2 million tonnes, 3.7 grams a tonne for 145,000 ounces. But I, I, I get the impression this time around you're going to step back get some systematic exploration going and find out what Burbanks has that uh, might have on offer at depth or greater depths than have been mined in the past anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So um, those those resource updates haven't been touched for the good part of over two years. So a lot of drilling has been done since then. So um, prior to me joining the company, they haven't had the ability to, to do their resources internally. So it hasn't really been touched because it's been incremental. So they haven't really needed to. So there is a lot of uh, a growth potential already on the books with the drilling that has been done along with the drilling we're putting in the ground now and completed at the end of last year. Plus the the recent cap raise will fund a lot more drilling into the future, especially towards the, the Burbanks North, which we see a, a lot of prospectivity in. Right. That cap raise uh, was uh, raised three and a half million, wasn't it? Yes, 3.5 mil at uh, 3.2 cents. So, okay. so um, well very, very well supported that one. Um mm-hmm received very well by the market as well. So we just wanted to keep the momentum up um, with uh, the drilling that was going on and sort of obviously retain the, the direction that we had and the news flow to mm. keep that coming to keep people uh, involved with the story. Mm. Now, was I right to uh, use the Bellevue analogy or we could use any number of Archean uh, gold deposit? Uh, the deeper you go, you tend to find more gold. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with Bellevue, I think that was a, an old mine that shut down, whereas a lot of this hasn't actually been mined yet. So mm-hmm. the Burbanks North, again, that's you know some, some tenure that is virgin ground. There's a resource within the top 100 metres, but nothing below that. Um, our understanding of the ore body is, is, is these plunging high-grade shoots. So we're just following that up as, as our next phase of the exploration drilling. Mm-hmm. Exciting stuff. Now, just to confuse the story, in between, there is a trial mining joint venture with uh, FMR around the nearby Greenfields um, treatment plant. That's uh, 50-50, just a bit of cash flow, quite restrictive in uh, its extent. So the bigger picture there, the one you guys are chasing, is still 100% Greenstone. Yeah, absolutely. So this this um, joint venture agreement was in place before the, the new management team had arrived, but it, it does give us a really good idea of what the ore looks like underground with the reconciliation processes with you know what I'm seeing in a drill hole and how that that marries up to what what we see underground it also provides a I guess a, a mining method that will sort of produce some yeah. economic results for us as opposed to just um, you know putting money in the mining contractor's pocket who get paid to move move tons this actually sort of puts a, a viable 
mining scope around what we want to do moving forward or if other options need to be explored. Yeah, it's kind of a, a bulk sampling program really, isn't it? Essentially, yes. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And plus, as you say, you'll uh, get to learn more about the rock conditions and um, yeah, train up the miners what to look out for, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's limited to a depth of 75 metres, is that right? Yes, phase one is just a shallow, what is essentially a, a remnant pocket left uh, beneath sort of the one of the main pits. Um, not something that can really be drilled or mined very easily where it was, but um, mm. for, the, for the mining method, they're coming in as very, very small scale, exclusively mining the ore. Again, that the FMR interest in it is to ensure that it works from their end as well, because if, if it doesn't make money, they don't either, so... Yeah, no, no, cool. Okay. Um, now, drilling, what have you done um, with the uh, the new focus on the uh, the bigger picture at Burbanks and the money you've raised? What uh, what drilling have you done and uh, are there results in the assay labs uh, pending? Yeah, that's right. So we uh, kicked off a program late last year um, with a, a small cap raise we did. So that was initially focused on not just trying to extend at depth below known high-grade trends because – we, we know it's down there, but actually grow the strike length of the, the mineralized yeah. corridor. So yeah. um, we opted to drill to the north and to the south, which led to these these new high-grade discoveries, as have been called. So, you know, these are within, you know, a shadow of the waste dump. So, you know, some amazing grades come out of that from Burbank South. So, you know, 12 at 4.5 grams per tonne from 50 metres. So that's only sort of 35 metres below surface. Yeah. You know, there's some amazing grades all within a 100 metres of surface that, hasn't been sort of acknowledged, recognised, or had any any resource or reserve wrapped around it. Um, further to that, um, testing out the, the new zone, which was start of a, a project that they'd been working on as the, the previous management team left, was beyond the northern fault. What happens to the ore? They did a lot of pre-drilling. They managed to jag one um, intercept that was reasonably good, but then uh, we came in and sort of fired all that up. So that was the, the the headline of last year was that three metres at 11.2, including a 0.3 at 89 grams a tonne. Yeah. And the market obviously took a bit of a shine to those results because uh, if you look at the share price graph, there was a bit of a kick around that time and stock's been holding that pending uh, more confirming work, I guess, which you're doing now. Yeah, that's right. So this, this latest cap raise is designed, like I said, to keep the momentum up. Um, really stretched to the north because that, that offers, I guess, the greatest tenure to be able to poke some holes into the ground. And, you know, if they've got 420,000 ounces from a very small packet, this is about five times the size of that. So, you know, you run the numbers and if even if it's half of what that is, then there's some uh, significant gold in the ground still. Yeah, and as you touched on, fantastic time to be uh, finding high-grade gold uh, in the in the. Kalgoorlie, Coolgardie region, given I think it's uh, bounced back to US 1910 as we speak, which is, what, 2,500 Aussie plus. Uh, fantastic margins on offer if you can get into production. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then for us, it's, you know, we'll we build that resource base to a meaningful number. If that's, you know, up north of four to 500,000, then right. we're in a position where, like I said, we've got a sealed road to the front gate. We've got infrastructure already in place for power. And we've got three mills that you know can be arranged for toll treating agreements, and two, including the Greenfields uh, Burbanks mills that's just adjacent to the pit, though very small, and then Lakewood and um, Grade travels well. So that's something we don't really need to achieve that you know 800 to a million ounce resource to, to tick that box for to build infrastructure if it's already in place, it's already nearby, and they're very very amenable to taking high grade ore. 
Yeah, absolutely. Very sensible stuff too. Okay. Now, Philip's fine, about 45 k's uh, from uh, Coolgardie. What's the story there? Yeah, so that's a, another historic mining centre that's had a fair bit of work done in the past as well. So um, they've mined 33,000 ounces out of three open pits up there, um, all of them still open at depth um, really? to, to be drilled and have been actively drilled. Um, that's part of a, a larger tenement package to the, the north that does have some high-grade trends that are still being followed up. So that sort of becomes the ex true exploration, I guess, prospect moving forward for us that it can, once we prove up these three undergrounds beneath these open pits, provide a secondary supply of ore. Again, it doesn't need to be a standalone operation. It can sort of slot in and substitute tons in a small scale, um, supporting three undergrounds. Right, okay. And Philip Sine, um, you drilling plans to drill there this year or the focus very much back on the, the Burbanks opportunity? Uh, Burbank's primarily, but we will be drilling up around um, Phillips Find. There, the idea is to, like I said, advance those uh, slowly and methodically to to build that resource and understanding and and put something meaningful in the ground up there, so we can just move forward and, and pull the trigger on a on a mining centre. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's interesting, given the the market cap and this opportunity, um, it seems very much. You've got this uh, almost a near-term opportunity to become a gold producer, putting aside the uh, the trial mining uh, at the moment. Is that the intention to get into production as soon as you can, or would you rather sit back and get the four, the four, five hundred, six hundred thousand ounce resource before hit, hitting a button? Uh, the idea to to breach that that mass for us, where we can wrap a, a three to five year mine plan around something. Um, yeah. We don't want to just kick off and do a one to two year campaign. Um, doesn't well for anyone there's obviously the capital costs of getting off the ground to start with so the idea would be to give us enough lead time that would be sort of that three to five year year plan and then we can stay far enough ahead of mining um, whether it's in an m a space or further exploration to the north and the the phillips fine mining center yeah for sure and just to confirm uh, both burbanks and phillips find are 100 owned are they yes that's right Right, okay. Now, just changing focus a bit, and uh, who would have known that cobalt would have put on 50% in the last 12 months and nickel's doing its own thing now, particularly with uh, the Russian-Ukraine situation. Um, Mount Thirsty, interesting. It uh, had a PFS a few years ago. What's, uh, it's, it's, what is it, about 16 kilometres northwest of Norseman? Um, what's the story down there? Yeah, so that's, uh, like I said, the previous focus of the company was around this, this cobalt nickel asset. It's uh, advanced quite quite well. They've done the PFS on it. Um, a lot of technical work's gone onto the, the back of that one. Um, at the moment, with its fragmented ownership structure, our Conoco with JV, the PFS was done. And since that, cobalt and nickel prices have uh, increased 15 and 31% respectively last last I checked. So it's probably a bit more now. Um <laughs> So yeah, the, the margins on that ones are, you know, are growing every, every day. So it's just a, yeah, assessing the options moving forward, as, as I've alluded to in in our releases, that simplifying that ownership structure so that it's a united front moving forward. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's cobalt assets on the market, such as like Cobalt Blue and Queensland Pacific, which are you know 150 million and 250 million respectively. So yeah. if we've got half of what is you know potentially a you know world class cobalt deposit then we should see some value of that moving forward mm, okay was it um just tell me a bit about the resource was it open cuttable yeah so it's a nickel laterite so it's all open pit um yeah. all very shallow so all within 100 120 meters from surface yeah. um there is some deep nickel 
nickel targets that have been drilled that um, produce some pretty good results as well. So there is obviously the tip of the iceberg, which is what we're seeing in this um, yeah. university cobalt project, but there is a lot more at depth. Mm. It's just the uh, the nickel grade alone was quite sort of interesting if it was open cuttable. So yeah, that's point, right. Point five two. It's uh, when you've got twenty five thousand dollar a ton nickel. So yes. So apart from um, extracting value from it uh, or moving ahead with a, a new optimized uh, structure, what about optimizing the actual figures in the PFS? Um, capex at the time was pretty large. Uh, are there things that you can improve on there in this? Uh, you know, downtime as it were, waiting for. Yeah, absolutely. So the flow sheet obviously was um, producing a, a key PCAM product. So there is different varying factors you can modify as to what the end product is that can reduce the capex. And, you know, essentially we could ship a, a concentrate off down through the, the port down in Albany or, right. you know, bring it out, out to the Quinana port. So like you said, you can reduce the, the capex significantly. Um, be interesting to see what the West Australian government thinks of that if they're trying to sort of keep a lot of things onshore, whether they, you know, create a facility that we can sort of beneficiate that that concentrate into something that is saleable to the commercial markets. Yeah. yeah. It's all about critical metals nowadays and uh, uh, supply security as we move forward. That's right. And then this is, you know, we can call it a ethical cobalt. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. Right. So, good point. I think, Glenn, if we can just pull it all together, give uh, investors a feel. Uh, you've got a lot on the go, obviously, but if you can just sort of timeline it in the, the months ahead in what results will be coming through from drilling where and uh, where you hope to be by year end. Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, we'll just raise $3.5 million, which takes our cash balance to close to five. So, over the next nine months, this will be um, pushed into the ground, um, extending to the north primarily, and then to the south. So, like I said, we're drilling at the moment. We've got assays in the lab. Um, we'll be up drilling Phillips Fine mid-year, advance that project. Uh, in the background is that sleeping giant of the, the cobalt nickel asset, which will, you know, work towards, you know, creating some real value for the company and, and shareholders out the back of that as well. So, so I guess moving forward, it's uh, assay results, more assay results, assay results, and then, you know, work towards that resource update. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the million-dollar question for you. Is uh, Burbanks the springboard like a Paulson's was to make Northern Star a $10 billion company? Uh, I'd hope we can achieve a bit more than $10 billion, Barry. <laughs> All right. No, great to hear. All right. No, exciting times. Uh, nothing more the market likes than high-grade uh, gold results uh, in uh, that part of the world. There's no better place in the world to be producing gold, of course. So with that, thanks for your time today, Glenn. Interesting story. We'll be watching it with interest and good luck with it all. Cheers, Barry. Thanks for having us here. Cheers.